Yo, what up, folks? Scheme to death is back, and your boy Murph is healthy. No more strep throat and feeling good, baby. Man, I was feeling hyped up, too, watching that UCLA-USC game. It was pretty dope, man. Uh, like I said before, man, it just depends on what's your flavor. Because it wasn't really much else you can think of. Well, I will say this. The game was a lot more competitive than I thought it would be, um, considering that, like I said before about UCLA, it cannot run the ball and it cannot stop the run. So I thought those would be two things that would be to their detriment that it wouldn't be able to compete at all about um, in this particular class. Let's go ahead and get to the particulars, though, man. You know, I got to do it. Go on over to Trojansports.com and get yourself a subscription because we have it going on over there. The best team in the business. Your man, Adam J. Maya on the beat. He's he's a beat writer like Scott Storch or somebody. He's writing them beats. <laughs> so your man's out there getting it, getting it in, man, getting on the ground level, uh, keeping you close to the team in that aspect. Chris P. Swanson. Recruiting extraordinaire, bringing you closer to the recruits. Recruiting is the lifeblood of a program. And if you see USC wants to continue to be USC, it's going to have to recruit and it's going to have to do its thing. It's going to be a very crucial time period in USC football. And I believe that this particular recruiting cycle, um, they need to, to hit home runs. No doubt about it. And of course your boy Murph Baldwin schemed to death himself. Um, Moi, give you that X's and O's. I don't like to call it X's and O's. For me, man, it's just football. I don't even think about it as X's and O's. I hate when people be like, hey, man, you do those X's and O's? I'll be thinking to myself, oh, no, I don't do those X's and O's. I'm just telling you about football, and it's the way I look at it, man, just being a somebody who played football or whatever like that, so it's not something I intentionally uh, like to get into. I'd rather actually be a beat writer or something like that, show some people out there that I can write. I believe I'm the best in the business writing. However, I can break down the game 25 ways. So your boy is giving you that breakdown. So make sure you check us out at Trojansports.com. If you don't have a subscription and you're checking this out for free, you know what I mean? I don't like, you know what I'm saying? I don't like when people get over on me, man. You can't get stuff for free out your boy, man. I'm giving you that quality content. And so are the other guys over at Trojansports.com. And um, some of the guys who, who do some of the filling content, Yogi Roth and these t- these type of guys. So, great content out there. Get yourself a subscription. And, as always, make sure you get on over to iTunes and vote this bad boy five stars. Mention Scheme to Death in the um, Apple Podcast. I'm sorry. No longer iTunes. Apple Podcast. Get over there and, and man, and and try to get get us some some visibility as far as um, uh, the star ratings go and everything like that. So, five star. I believe this is a five star podcast so it was the flagship trojansports.com podcast so whichever um is your whichever one floats your boat man make sure you mention either and give us some give us a shout out on there man and tell everybody else you like it so they can come like it as well so man the game was fascinating from a qb standpoint i told you that's what i would be paying attention to on the last one if you can understand what i was saying even though i had all those marbles in my mouth and it felt like i had razor blades in my throat with the strep throat so I was telling you straight up, I thought USC would win the game. I thought that this would be a, one of those smash mouth contests where they come out and prove, and, and prove it like you're just not on the level of a USC because USC is a borderline playoff team. 
um, that can run the ball like the big boys over there in the Southeastern Conference. Um, while I did particularly like the game planning, you know, it was more passing. I'm sorry, it was more rushing than passing, which I, I like, you know. Uh, you guys out there know how I get down. It's a line of scrimmage game to me. Uh, I love it when USC plays it as a line of scrimmage game, not into all the the hoopla and the, and the passing around. Nor am I just the biggest Sam Darnold guy out there, you know. Uh, this was coming into the game. I told you straight up, you know, being a scheme to death podcast with the emphasis on the S and the C on schemed. But I still have to give it to you correct. And I told you Josh Rosen is my guy. I think there's something special about that kid. And reminds me like of a young Aaron Rodgers uh, and some of these other guys that are just pocket savants. Uh, they get it in in the pocket and there's no substitute to me for rhythm and timing. If you're running one of those type of offenses like they are over there with the West Coast, um, they're on their West Coast swing over there, man. And um, they, they build it like one of those traditional West Coast teams where that thing is won or, or lost on that man's arm, that right arm of Josh Rosen. And I thought he had uh, a phenomenal game considering he was going against one of the best defenses out there to me, SC's defense. And it was a defense that was going to take no prisoners too, man. You seen they was getting after that kid. Um, they was packing his shot. <laughs> blocking his shot a lot. Um, you chilling the Wusu, getting after him. My man Josh Fatu, Malik Dorton. They were sending those um, um, some of those, some of those those safety blitz, those delayed safety blitzes, overload style. Um, Chris Hawkins got to him. Man, a ton of people, you know. But man, he stood in the face of adversity and really showed you what being a quarterback is all about. And um, man, I had to watch that bad boy. It was like one of those things where you're just like. Man, run that back. Like, if you have a good meal or something like that in your mind, you're thinking, like, man, run that back. I had to go and watch that bad boy again because my man was straight out there dealing. Not to say that Sam Donald didn't have a a pretty good game as well. I thought he did pretty good for the most part, but to me, you can definitely see the separation in the two. And there's not too many people who would definitively go on the record and say that they like uh, Rosen over Darnold and everything like that just because people are are – prisoners of hype and there are prisoners of what they hear other people say and that's never been my forte going up going through life I've always felt like I was the one to create uh to create the narrative you know I always wanted to be that guy I was that guy in school I'm creating the narrative you know what I mean I'm, I'm the man I'll take it how you want to take it uh cocky cocksure whatever you want to call it uh, that's just what it is but I just like to have my own thought process and I don't like other men to think for me you <laughs> No, 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 no thinking for me. So that's why I try to tell you. I was like, there's a, there's a discernible difference to me between Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. And the only saving grace to me is the fact that Sam Darnold is on a much better team. There's a much better program. Uh, the personnel is not even close. Even we can see with some of the personnel they had there was a lot better than I thought. I uh, social Jamama. I got on that kid, called him average and everything. Um, but the son of God, he, did his thing. I, I thought he had a pretty good game for the nine carries he got. I think he may have a couple of um, receptions as well. I uh, I thought he played pretty good. My man, Odorah. I think I nailed that pronunciation. <laughs> but my man, I thought he did pretty, pretty good with what he had too. But man, that cat lastly. Oh my God. That was the perfect Jerry Rice, Steve Young. <laughs> Perfect compliment to, to to Mr. Steve Young there, Josh Rosen, and Mr. Joe Montana, because uh, he, he was looking like Jerry Rice, and you know I got to get on him. 
I got to get on them boys over there when I get over to the USC side and really and get off this quarterback talk, but we'll get there. So, but with that being said, USC's much better team moving forward. You don't even you ain't got to sweat it unless that you know what I'm saying some of the rumors are true. That cat Chip Kelly's out there, and you had a chance to go ahead and move on from Clay Helton. Like if you're really looking at it right there and you're being honest with yourself, do you look at USC and you look at Clay Helton and his staff, and you're like, yeah, that's the staff right there. I want to compete against Urban Meyer. I want to compete against Nick Saban. I want to compete against, you know what I mean, whomever from some of these blue blood programs with some of these really good coaches or even some of these coaches that are up-and-coming programs, you know. I just don't see it that way. I just don't – I just think that USC is a two- or three-loss team every year with these guys at the helm. I just think that there's – something out there a little bit better now i'm never the one i mean to really call for someone's job or anything like that that's not my thing i mean i don't like to see people lose their jobs at all everything everybody's always over officious with other people's jobs but just saying i mean just from from being stepping back being analytical with it and just giving you some analysis i just think that there's your usc that Chip Kelly or somebody like that should definitely be the coach there at all times. Some some kind of big time name who've proved themselves and, and proved that they can they can stand on that mountaintop with those other big time names. So um, that's just one man's opinion there. So however it goes is however it goes. But yeah, so Josh Rosen uh, to me, yeah, he clearly outplayed Sam Darnold. He, he had a, a pretty egregious pick himself, trying to make things happen. But, man, Sam had one of them crazy Sam picks again. Um, I don't know. I'm sure how many that is on the season. But to me, Sam is a hmm, – he's one of those guys, really good really good quarterback, no doubt about it. But there's some limitations in his game, uh, some limitations with the mechanics of it uh, and, and the actual throwing motion, just different stuff like that. To me, Josh Rosen's A-plus, uh, quick piston-like delivery. You want to talk? Quarterback, piston-like delivery, um, his gather step, um, his ability to hit his his point-and-shoot foot, uh, the velocity with which he throws, the accuracy of it, the the rhythm of it, staying in the pocket, you know? You can slide in the pocket a little bit, climb the pocket, um, your lateral your lateral shuffles and everything. He can do all that too, but he can also just make sure, man, on that on that three-step drop that back foot hits it's out that five-step drop it's out and this is a team that oscillates between going under center um, running out the gun they do a little pistol uh you see them out there in a full house backfield they see them out there with 12 personnel you see them with 21 pro style personnel uh, you see them uh, some of the concepts they run the levels concepts a ton of levels concepts they're running the mess stuff they're flooding they're flooding to, to one side of the field, flood concepts, smash routes, ton of NFL style stuff, big time comeback, deep comebacks. He throws them, man. And his deep ball is pretty. Everything you can think of, man. He's he's just the man. He is the absolute man. So uh, he should definitely come out. And as far as Sam Darnold, I wouldn't be surprised if come out. It's hard to um, give up and pass on a lot of money because you've seen other people do it and it didn't turn out that well. And then again, you've seen some people doing it, and it was fine, like Andrew Luck, for the most part. But then you see on your own team, uh, Matt Barkley, yikes, you know what I mean? And Matt Barkley is a guy who I thought was a one of those kind of Josh Rosen types at one point in time. 
not the arm strength or anything like that, but his his mechanics were definitely pretty good. His moxie. Uh, I really love Matt Barkley when he was at SC. He was he was must see TV to me, but uh, I guess there was a, a complete ceiling on his game, just like there was for a Jimmy Clausen. You know, what I mean, I like these West Coast quarterbacks. I try to study them because to me they have some of the best mechanics out there, and um, I, they get a lot of work in high school with with a lot of the passing um, in that particular part of the country. So Jimmy Clausen was a guy I liked too. Um, he, he had some funny style mechanics. Uh, I didn't like the way he held his ball, but I thought he would be a really good quarterback in the NFL. Kind of agreed. Again, he was a second, early second round pick. Could have been a first round pick. But um, out of the guys who come out over the past however many years, man, I think Josh Rosen is that guy. Uh, you you saw it firsthand, and so some of you people will probably be a little angry at me. I was the one to definitively definitively go on the record and say that I thought Josh Rosen was a better quarterback prospect than Sam Darnold. And um, my man, Kirk Kerbstreet, looks like he agrees. He was – I've never heard anybody else really say it. A lot of people just like to ride the narratives. Like I said before, it's one of those – we're in that type of society where people ride narratives. And then coming into the season, Sam Darnold was the greatest thing since sliced bread, even though we hadn't seen a big enough sample size. But now that we've seen a big enough sample size, people want to say that it still is not a big enough sample size. I've seen, I've seen all I need to see. Sometimes I wonder if USC will be a better team than if it had a quarterback that it didn't trust as much as it trusts Sam Darnold because I think that they both put each other each other in um, precarious situations when you really have a quarterback you love like that, you know. Outside of like Baker Mayfield, some of these other quarterbacks out there that are on some of these teams, uh, they don't trust them as much, especially at like Alabama with Jalen Hurts. They do the bare minimum for him to play quarterback. So they rely on the team. They rely on the, the offensive line is a one. The concepts are a one. Uh, the, how would I say it? Um, going outside of themselves, the coaching staff, that's, that's a one. They have to do something to do whatever it takes to win. The defenses are usually off the chain, the run game. They stick, they stick to it. That becomes the number one staple. Like it should be at SC, uh, Ronald Jones, 28 carries for 122 yards in this game. I had really no complaints. I think I thought UCLA did a lot better against the run than I thought it would, but he still had a pretty good game. He had some moments there. He didn't break the big one, so they, they made sure that happened. They tackled pretty well, didn't let him break the big one. Um, but I thought he had a pretty good game, but I don't know. It's funny to see USC win that bad boy because I think UCLA, I'm not up for moral victories, but I would, if I was in UCLA's corner, I'd be like, yeah, we had you. If it wasn't for that crazy punt thing, we would have gotten that ass. So that lets you know right then and there. Because if you would have lost this game, I'm sure a lot of you people out there will be feeling more like I feel about Clay Helton and his staff. Like straight up, if you were 9-3 and three coming into this um, Pac-12 title game and then you lost, perhaps lost that to him 9-4, and four, then you'd be thinking like, man, we had this team that's pretty good. I know earlier on we were talking about the talent at receiver, but if you go ahead and reassess it, that's not a problem. Tyler Vons is the truth. We already know Stephen Mitchell and Deontay Burnett. Um, these guys are very good. We've seen some of the young guys step on. Michael Pittman starting to make a little bit more of a splash every time we see him out. Um, Daniel Maturbebe, um working himself back into shape. And then you have some of your guys out of the backfield, of course, with Rojo. These guys, they're in the passing game. Uh, the offensive line, while being a work in progress, is still pretty talented. 
Um, except that that kid Chuma Doga man. Every week I got to get on Chuma Doga man with these false starts and just goofball penalty stuff, man. What's up with the kid, man? He's he's making he's making us look bad in here in Georgia, man. Come on, man. You're killing us out here, man. I pumped you up, did a couple of articles on you, man. Did some some film breakdown on you. You're letting your boy down. You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us. So, like I said before, man, you might have to get my man Clay Johnson back out that bad boy. Let him roll with Voorhees and and those guys over there and Chris Brown and Nico and Toa. If my man can't get it together. You know what I'm saying? But you know who else is having trouble getting it together? And it's something that uh, I believe to be so for most of the year. But you know how it is when these guys, they're not familiar with uh, a certain team. So when they do their – I notice it all over the country. I, I cover several teams, and it's like no matter who is um, being covered or, or what game is on that day, somebody has the best player in the nation in their game. It's like they want to be so relevant. It's like you don't want to tell your mother, like, Mom, I'm covering um, I'm covering uh, Boise, Boise Tech versus uh, Virginia State. But they have a cornerback, and he's the greatest, and he's the best thing in the in in the world. Like nobody is. That's not true. Don't don't go about what the coaches tell you, so you can have a talking point. Uh, when they were saying Jackie Jones is the best cornerback or one of the best cornerbacks in the nation, I was dumbfounded about that. I'm like, have they been watching football this year? Uh, you can't go by splash plays. He makes some really good splash plays. You have to go by the totality of the situation, and that reads that he's been up and down, to say the least. It's one of his worst games, or maybe on par with some of the other games that we've seen recently. My man from UCLA was absolutely spinning this man like a dreidel. Um, you talking about me saying the further the ball goes down the field, the more of a liability, I think, uh, Iman Marshall and Jackie Jones are, the, the poly duo. Both of those guys... Man, that was bad. That was a complete clinic. So now you get to see that sometimes these guys can skate away with going against subpar competition. And I think a lot of the teams on the schedule of USC was just subpar. Uh, USC is a good team. They can't control how good those teams are that they play, though. And me having getting a chance to do film studies on all these teams to now that the next team that I do a, f- um, a film study on will have been the second time. Um, that that USC has played these teams, I can comfor- comfortably say that USC, as talented as it is, definitely should have been undefeated. You don't lose to Washington State. Um, even I want to run back, run it back with Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is all that all that gangster either. You know, I think when USC has it rolling, man, and it feels the way it feels, and it wants to play the style of ball that Notre Dame played that game. I'll run it back. I, I want to. Man, I want to see that. Run that bad boy back in a bowl game or something like that. We can see really what's up. Um, it'd be like uh, Canelo Triple G two. This time Canelo will get the clear victory. He, he should have had that victory the first time as well. You know, Chris Swanson. So um, yeah. So that's my thing, man. Jackie Jack Jones. A horrible, horrible showing against UCLA. Um, the inability to be in phase. Cornerback, uh, defensive back. I played I played Rover, which is a cross between a linebacker and a defensive back. 
played in a four-four defense, which is ex- it's a eccentric defense, weird defense, but nevertheless, a lot of the same principles apply. Man, you're coming up out of your pedal. All right, follow along with me there for all you you tech tech buffs out there. You're coming out of your pedal. You're staying low. This is what you look at if you've ever been in this situation and these guys are running these vertical routes. First of all, what I'm going to look at is the his positioning on the field. Is he out past the numbers? If he's out past the numbers, I know that it is probably going to be an in-breaking route, not necessarily something short because those are some longer throws. But if you can run a post, you kind of shorten the throw for the guy the longer it goes down the field. Even though it doesn't matter for Josh Rosen, he'll throw that bad boy on a on a laser in the top of the upper deck. So I'm looking at this, looking at his his alignment. That's a better way to put that. His alignment on the field. All right. So if he's inside the numbers, I know that he has a two way go. He can he can do these in breaking routes. Uh, he can run your your corner routes. Uh, he can run an actual out. He can run a comeback. A lot of things he can do from that particular from that particular um, alignment. So I'm going to be coming out my pedal. If he's right there, I'm not going to commit to a side. I'm going to let him make the first move, and I'm going to be confident in myself and my ability to flip my hips so that I can stay with this man. If you're scared of somebody, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to commit to a side. You're going to be like, I'll deal with the consequences later. Uh, that's how you get spun like a dreidel. You're getting spinning like ceiling fans, spinning like Rams in 2001. Um, you you got to be more confident in yourself and confident in, your, in the work that you put in uh, during the week. So if somebody's running a post route. Take take that post route that they ran. I wish I can get where I should go back on that bad boy on the clicker and, and tell you exactly what's going on here. As a matter of fact, the magic of, of um, podcasting, I will do exactly that. So, I'll uh, check for that right now. All right, I got to pull it up on the clicker right here. Um, it's at eight minutes or something. You know, you know the play. It was when, after USC scored the first touchdown, um, Rosen went on a complete clinic. In the in the marquee play in that particular series was a post to that freak Jordan Lasley, number two. So all right, so I got it right here, so I can control it with my with my clicker. All right, so I set it up right here. This is what you would call off-man coverage. So he's given up an inside technique, um, meaning he has he's, he wants him to go to the inside because he feels feels as though uh, he has help to the inside. Um, he doesn't want him to get on the outside of him, be it that way. So obviously, there's more help on the inside because there's more bodies. So, all right, so let me get this bad boy going. I'm going to go slow right here. Follow along with me. All right, so he's coming out of his gate right here. This thing is being a, a jerk to me today. So, um, all right, so he's coming up out of his gate right here. What Jones is doing is he's kind of mirroring him. Um, right now he's trusting his speed. He's like, well, I'm Jack Jones. I'm probably the fastest guy on the field, which I told you before. Remember, I was the first one to think that I'm like, I'm not sure if he's as fast as we make him out to be. 
he's definitely fast. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not sure he has that extra gear that some of these guys have. And remember, I, I told you in the Western Michigan game when they returned a uh, kick or a punt, I remember him being the one that was chasing the guy down, and he didn't make any headway on the guy. So true enough, the guy from Western Michigan is really fast, but we make Jack Jones out to be a super speedster. And my second example was when Bryce Love got loose for a touchdown. It might have been on a power play or a tosser series or something like that. Jack Jones, it went to Jack Jones' side, and Jack Jones was the one tasked with running him down. True enough, we know Bryce Love is super fast, but Bryce Love is a bigger is bigger than Jack Jones, so Jack Jones should be able to catch this guy. He's lighter. He should be um, right in the wheelhouse. He didn't – I won't say that he ran away from Jack Jones, but Jack Jones didn't cover any ground, and it was a pretty long foot race too. As you remember, that was a long touchdown by Bryce Love. Um, so I'm not completely sold on his speed in that manner. So to me, he needs to use a little bit better of a technique. So right here he's mirroring him, and he's giving up a lot of space because he trusts his instinct. I mean, he trusts his speed. So if I were him, I would have tried to close the distance a little bit more. Not too much to the fact that you're right on his hip pocket because, you know, he still has the break. Um, he's not going to run a seam route. So at the very least, you're thinking he's either right now. I got it paused kind of like right at the onset of the route. You know that right now he's either going to run a post or he's going to run a perhaps a dig. If you ran a dig, you're in trouble. Um, if he really knows how to get in and out of his transitions, you're in trouble because you've given up too much space. And if he's not the type to bog down on his transition, uh, you're you're definitely beat right there. If he's running a post, which he is, you may have more of a chance depending on the throw. So right now you know he's being thrown to by the um, best quarterback in football, so it's probably going to be on the money. So you want to close the distance a little bit more. Um, see if it'll play along with me here. So he was able to get a hand on him, actually, and touch him, and that kind of almost propelled him. He got there. He got there, but it wasn't enough because the distance, he, he didn't necessarily close the distance like that. And I think that Rosen could have let him a little bit further to the right. He kind of let him up field a little bit more. If he let him further to, to the right, it would have been a, a, a no doubt, a no doubter. But he let him up field, which kind of helped out Jack Jones, but he didn't close the distance well enough. Uh, he was running, trying to run in phase with him a little bit from too far out because he trusted his speed. So it's just a little nuances like that. He's not a bad player. I didn't stress imagination. He's better than Iman Marshall. Um, he makes more plays. Uh, he has better ball skills. But and I got, it's almost time for me to really get on the recruiting aspect of it to see who's coming and see who's coming down the pike. It ain't Langley and these guys that are on the team right now. USC could definitely use an upgrade at, at cornerback. I know Jack Jones won't be that. He's a, a surefire starter. But I'd like to see some of these guys that are coming in for Mom Marshall goes to the NFL. And um, they, they they need to find somebody. Whether I don't, I don't know how USC feels about a ton of Juco players, but man, there are some guys out there. I wish they were getting on this cat um, named Savion Smith. Uh, he transferred from LSU and went to a junior college, maybe Coffeeville or East Mississippi, uh, one of those kind of junior colleges like that. And he's a pretty big kid, like 6'1", 6'2". Um, he's got some range to him. Like, uh, 
I don't know. I would like to have seen USC really get on him. That would have been somebody. Maybe it's not too late. You just never know. But they need an upgrade at that position to to me to really be able to compete just in the Pac-12 play. I'm not necessarily some of these teams. Oh, no, I can't say that. I want to see SC play against like a Clemson. And Clemson has some horses at receiver. Uh, you'll see these Pac-12 style teams. To me, they have pretty decent receivers. It's more of a scheme thing. These Clemson teams like Clemson, they don't have the scheme to me. They just have NFL players at receivers and three, four of them first and second round picks all on one team. So that to me, that's the difference. And if they want to go vertical, as you've seen that, that was the that was the task for USC in this particular game. Can you stop the vertical game? US, UCLA saw it. Like the more we go down the field, the, 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 the better chance we have. And that's tough to say. You know, most of the time it's the other way around. You would want to have um, higher percentage throws. But it's like they're – USC is so bad at the vertical – portion of his defense that it's almost like the longer throws or the more higher percentage throws if you get what I'm saying so that's something you gotta fix moving forward um I'm not exactly sure who's gonna win the Apple Cup uh just from I would like to for Washington State to be the opponent in the Pac-12 title game just so you can avenge that loss if you get what I'm saying more so than a Stanford. Well, um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe from a competitive standpoint, I don't know. Maybe it's already decided. I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but Stanford does pull. If, if you think Stanford is is that much improved, which um, we'll see. We'll see about that. I'm watching that Oregon State game on a Friday, or I mean, sorry, on a Thursday. And they were about to lose to Oregon State at one point in time. I'm sure that was without Bryce Love, but, man, if you're so dependent on one guy, then please, USC, when you rematch these guys, take that guy away. Don't have him be the one to beat you. You know what I'm saying? If if you figure that without them, without him, they can barely beat Oregon State. They needed almost a miracle to beat Oregon State. Sorry, Oregon State. Um, Then that lets you know that you cannot be beat by this guy. You, if anything, I'd rather them beat me going down the field, uh, vertical like they're fake UCLA, than them to beat you with Bryce Love. I know it's easier said than done. You got to play that run defense, but hey, that's why you're on scholarship, right? So, um, so yeah, man. So that's about it, man. That's about it, man. It's uh, it feels pretty good where SC is at right now. I know it could be better, but you can. Uh, potentially I, I don't I don't know I'm not going to get everybody's hopes up you just never know some things shake right some things shake left some of these teams look suspect that are in front of USC and might lose you just never know you put it on Stanford or whomever is in the Pac-12 title game you just never know where it shakes out so um, man I, I don't know I like it I like it It'll be a five game winning streak um, 10 and 2 I think you'd be 11 and 2 Going into the day of reckoning with the college football playoffs. You just never know how it shakes out, man. So, I don't know. Keep the hope alive. Keep the hope alive. But, man, it was a good win. It was a good game. Uh, SC probably should have lost it, but you know that you're a good team when the other team plays its best, plays out of its mind, and still loses, you know, because they're just not on your level as a program. So, I can dig it, all right? So, um, 
I'm not sure. I might release this particular bad boy early and then come back with something a little bit later. Maybe some free topic type stuff. Previewing this and that. Or maybe having a preview of some of the of the other games and, and where USC can attack some of these other teams. And maybe talk about some recruiting or something. I don't know. Got a lot of things going through my mind. So uh, we can definitely get it in for that particular aspect. From that particular um, aspect. So, so game ball goes out to... Um, man, I guess the guys on the front seven, man, like you chin a new old, so Mr. Mutombo himself, somebody like that. And you got to give Ronald Jones was running hard. It wasn't breaking a big one, but I like some of these games where he's not breaking a big one and he's still showing himself to be a viable running back. You know, that's, that's NFL type stuff. You don't always break the big one in the NFL, but you still need to be able to produce and he can produce either way. So I'm really loving me some Ronald Jones. Shout out to Stephen Carr with the long catch and, catches too uh, i tell you what on that them boys put it on themselves man you have when they um Stephen carr ran a wheel route wheel route and um the ucla defenders ran into each other on the transition of the, the wheel from the from the out portion to the up so that was that was pretty dope and he made the catch so that was that was very crucial right there so there was a lot of things going on in that game, man. Like I said before, it was very entertaining. I might even have to run that bad boy back one more time to see some of these throws from from Darnold and Rosen uh, to see what was going on right there. And some of the runs from the guys on UCLA, so-so Jamambo. So, I don't know. I like it. Everybody's out there on the, on the, on the West Coast representing some, some pretty good football there. It doesn't necessarily attract me to look more like an NFL-style game, so I can definitely dig that. All right? But I appreciate you listening. Get on over to Trojansports.com. Copy yourself a subscription so you can see what is going on. Get on over to Apple Podcasts and vote this bad boy five stars. Leave a review. Tell them how much you love Scheme to Death or how much you love the Trojansports.com flagship um, podcast. I think it's got like 10 or 11 ratings on there, man. So that's 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 poor considering how long this um, show has been going on. Now, this particular show, just Trojansports.com podcast feed have that many i'm my committed to the g georgia show not for that long man i'm talking about over 50 60 guys 50 60 ratings on you know what i mean you guys got to support this free content you get when it's really good and i know i was a trojansports.com podcast listener for years um, before these guys even knew i existed you know what i mean i was doing my thing on the south but i always listen to that podcast just because i like um listening to stuff about usc and this and it was by far the best one no, it ain't. <laughs> I'm not going to take a hit at you. Inside the Troy Trojans or whoever it is. You know where it's at. It's the Trojansports.com podcast. It's not the LA Times or the LA Review or none of that. None of them boys can mess with us. All right? So thank you once again. And I am out. <laughs>